what is up, everybody? What's going on? It's your girl, Jay. And it's time for another edition of Jay's Quick 3. Surprise. Surprise. I know I said you probably wouldn't hear from me for a while because I was going to be traveling when my episode is supposed to come out next week. But I decided to go ahead and give you a double dose. So I released last week. I'm releasing this week. You might even get a bonus um, after next week. I'm not sure yet, but um, I was in the mood to talk. So I figure why not drop something for the people, surprise them a little bit. Hopefully you're subscribed because if you're subscribed, you'll see this episode pop up. And you can enjoy it instead of waiting for me to have announced it or waiting for the original episode or the normal episode to come out on the second, which I said it wasn't coming out. So you probably are missing this. So if you're listening and you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite streaming service so you'll get the notifications when I drop. Or if you're not following me, go ahead and follow me because I always release some kind of promo to let you know that I dropped an episode. So um, I'm going to attempt to make this quick. I know I say that and it never is, but I'm going to try this time. So without further ado, let's get started with the show. Let's go ahead to the number three. On beat is motherfucking dead as of right now. The on beat that, 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 that I made my babies too. That R, I mean, R&B got to be judged to a certain thing. It's a feeling, no doggy. It's a feeling. So that little piece of uh, audio you heard was Puffy, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, a.k.a. Diddy. What was he before that? P. Diddy? P. Diddy, then Diddy? Whatever. Puffy is what I call him. And Puffy says R&B is dead. So I'm just going to be really quick with this. R&B is not dead. And I know, I think what he was trying to say, convey is that the R&B that he knew, which we all know is 90s R&B. Nothing compares to 90s and early 2000s R&B. It just, it just doesn't. It's like disco in the 70s. You know what I'm saying? It's like... (laughs) It's like Shaka Khan and Patty Patty LaBelle and Aretha Franklin and Janet in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's certain eras of music that you just cannot, you can't mess with. And yes, 90s, early 2000s R&B is something I don't know that can be duplicated. But to say R&B is dead is not true. It's just not true. Um. R&B is not popular. And I, back back in the day, I would say 90s, even like early, like late 80s, early 90s, early 2000s, there were times, mainly, I would just say, let's just say 90, from 1990 to 1999, there were times where um, music genres kind of did this, um, everybody had shine. You know what I'm saying? Like there were times where R&B was popping. There were times where gangster rap was popping. There were times when dance was popping. There were times where pop was there. There were times when grunge was there. There was times when heavy metal was there. It was like a Ferris wheel 
of everybody got their shine. Everybody had their turn to be quote unquote popular music. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was had their time to like run the charts, so to speak. And it was a time where it was like all those genres at one time were all scattered throughout the um, the charts and being popular and winning awards and things like that and things playing on the radio. But we've kind of like as technology has gotten, you know, it has grown and it's so different now. Nobody, at least no one I know, really listens to the radio as much. It's a lot of streaming and streaming is up to you is what you choose to listen to is not something that is necessarily I want to say forced on you but radio is like yeah you had the request lines but mainly it was like they had their list of of artists top 40 or whatever that they were pushing all the time so um now we really don't have that too much there is like satellite radio but I don't know how many I don't know how many people really listen to that but um it's just it's is different but at some point I'm going to I'm going to narrow it down to like 2010 to 2020. And maybe even before that, I'm going to say 2010 to 2015 and probably a little bit later on. It's it it's this I don't even know what to call it. It's because when I, I stopped listening to music around 2010. Like that's when I was like fed up because I felt like everybody sounded sounded the same. I felt like everybody was on everybody's record. It was a time where it was Lil Wayne and Future and Drake featured on all their records all the time. It was either Future featuring Drake and Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne featuring Drake and Future, Drake featuring Future. It was just started to sound the same and I was just tired of hearing it. And you would sprinkle in a couple of people here and there, 2 Chains or Kanye or Big Sean or, you know, Jay-Z or whatever. But it started to sound the same and it was getting, to me, it was getting boring. So I kind of shut myself off from that um, and started listening to my own stuff, like, you know, my own little bubble of, of who I liked. Jasmine Sullivan, Whitney Houston, Brandy, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, Maxwell, Usher. You know, I was like, I had my, my, core group of people that I was listening to and and some others I didn't name everybody but I had kind of just stepped out of music but it I think from that point I don't know what you call it it rap and hip-hop but you know that eventually turned into trap which eventually turned into drill and not to say that there aren't songs that I like but in the big scheme of things, it all kind of sounds muddled. It all sounds the same. It's not very, to me, it's not very interesting, but it's what, it's what is popping now. It is what the generation, the young generation is really going up for. And so as long as they're going up for it, as long as there are people consuming this, as long as there are people streaming this, that's what's going to be popular. And so because that is so popular and it seems to be stuck like there's no more there's no more like windmill of like different genres getting their shine it's kind of like if you can if you can pop in there here and there you know you're good I think we have flashes of when a Beyonce drops or Nikki drops or if you know I I know for a while that k-pop was all the rage and it probably still is I don't know I don't listen to that I don't listen to that but um, 
I know there are flashes when these certain people from certain genres do release, um, but it always comes back to the rap and hip hop that we have now. And so R&B is not dead. It's just that we're not looking for it. And I think a lot of it is our age. Um, I think that people my age and, and Puffy's way, I don't know. Yeah, he's way older than me, way older. But people from his generation and my generation and maybe slightly younger than me, um, we just didn't grow up with like the social media and the streaming at our, at our hands. We kind of, like I said, everybody had a chance to shine. And so we were used to that. We were used to liking what we liked, but we also could turn on the radio and hear something new and decide if we wanted to hear that. And the thing is now you go and find what you want to hear. And we're just not used to that. So if we don't see it charting, if we don't see it, I mean, like I said, radio is not a huge thing, but because we're missing that part, if we don't hear it on the radio, if we don't see the videos, if we don't, which again, those are things that we're missing that we grew up on video soul and 106 and park and stuff like that. If we don't see that, we feel like it's not there. And that's just not the case. I mean, there's artists like Jade Nova for me, Jade Nova, her, Nao, Jasmine Sullivan, Brandy's still out here. I mean, um, Giveon, St. Beauty. I mean, there's tons of artists. Summer Walker, Ari Lennox. There's people out here. Alex Isley, Masego. Like, there, there are artists that are out here. We just have to look for them. And then we have to support their music because if we don't support their music, that's why they don't chart. That's why it's not popular. There's more younger people. And I don't even know if it's younger people. It can be anybody, but there's more people supporting what's out now because if they weren't, they wouldn't be popular, obviously. Then it is us supporting these R&B artists. And so we have to find these artists. We have to promote these artists. We have to play their music. We have to stream their music. We have to make a statement. So it does become popular. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's so skewed now really with what the, the day that Doja Cat can win an R&B best R&B award is, is something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like I, no shade to Doja Cat. I like Doja Cat. Like, I think she's super talented. She's a great rapper. She, she has a really nice voice. Is she R&B? No, I don't think she is. I think she's rap. I think she's pop. But for some reason, they don't want to put her in the pop category. And for whatever reason, they don't want to put her in the rap category. They put her in R&B. Doesn't make sense. Lizzo. Lizzo is not R&B. To me, Lizzo is more, has a more... Um, mainstream feel she's more a pop music to me but they have her right now she's she's number one on the r&b charts with about damn time what part of about damn time is is r&b is not no shade to lizzo lizzo's a great artist but i think we also have to look at how we categorizing these artists i feel like if you're black and you can sing you get thrown into r&b and so when you have the Lizzo's and the Doja Cats and even Beyonce break my soul, that's not I'm that's not R&B to me. Beyonce's Renaissance album to me is a dance 
uh, disco type of um, album and she does have um, flashes of R&B in there like to me I feel like Plastic Off the Sofa maybe e- even um, Vir- Virgo's Groove maybe even Cuff It could be considered R&B but the album as a whole is not R&B but if you look at the R&B charts that whole album is most of those songs are all charting on the R&B album chart and I don't why I don't I don't get that like Black black artists are so much more than R&B. We can be country, we can be rock, we can be electronica, we can be we can be R&B, we can be soul, we can be dance, we can be we can be a lot of different things, but for some reason it's like it's like it's either rap or R&B and you get pigeonholed into that. And I believe it's because of the Lizzo's and the Doja Cats and and Beyonce's Break My Soul and all those type of songs that they're charting in the weekend. When is the weekend R&B? I haven't heard of an R&B song from the weekend. If I have, it was a very long time ago. But he also charts every single time on the R&B charts when he releases. Um, I think when you have those type of artists, which should clearly be in other categories for whatever reason, I don't know why they don't allow them to be. I think that pushes down the hers and the Giveons and the Janae Eichels and the Summer Walkers, like those people that really make R&B music. They get suppressed because you have these other popular artists that they just throw into R&B because they're black. And I don't I don't like that. I talked about that before, but I don't want to harp on this very long. I just want to say. R&B is not dead. As long as you have Mary J. Blige, as long as you have SZA out here, again, as long as you have her, um, even though Chloe is doing more to me popular music, she can she can bust down an R&B song if she if she really wanted to. Um, she's out here like there's there's a lot of artists that if I just opened my playlist, I can give you full names of people that um, are just are amazing and are R&B and um, I just feel like we just need to look for them. So it's not dead. We just need to do a better job of looking for them and supporting them. So that's all I have for my number three. Okay. Also for the first time ever, a robot rapper has recorded a deal. FN Mecca just signed with Capitol records. His debut single Florida water was released last week. The robot rapper has over 10 million followers on TikTok, and it's the platform's top virtual being. FN Mecca, voiced by a human, but everything else about his music is based in AI. So my number two for this week is about FM Mecca, which you heard he was or this this being this this I don't even know what avatar or something I don't know was signed by Capitol Records the the I guess it was a really big deal there was a lot of money I can't remember how much money it was but anyway he was signed to this deal now there was a grand opening and a grand closing because he has been dropped from Capitol Records because there are a lot of people speaking out about this now this fm mecca when when the person the newscaster said that he's voiced by a human but everything else is is artificially um is made artificially 
he was dropped because people were speaking out like this guy and I'm looking at him. He is he's brown. I'm not sure if he's supposed to be black. I'm not really sure, but he's a brown person. So he's some kind of ethnicity. Um, He is (laughs) he has green I don't know if those are supposed to be locks, green braids or some kind of locks coming out. It looks like um, like a mohawk with the green hair coming out of the side. Uh, he has tattoos on his head, tattoos on his face. Um, he's wearing a puffer coat. He has this big chain going around. It looks like he doesn't have a shirt on. I mean, frankly, and his eyes are green, like glowing green. And frankly, he looks like a lot of the young rappers that are out today. Um, Some of them. I don't know all of them. I don't even know their names. I couldn't pick one out in the lineup. So don't get me to lying. But he looks similar to what's popular now. And I, the reason why they, I want to finish that. The reason why they, um, a lot of people were coming out is because they were pretty much saying like, look, Everyone behind this, this, this program or whatever it is, none of these people are black. None of these executives are black. None of the people that help create them are, are black. I don't even know if the void, like I saw, I think I saw a video on TikTok that it showed a black guy was the voice behind him. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but before I saw that video, there were activists saying like nobody behind this, this whole thing is black. And so they are exploiting black people. It's pretty much digital blackface. They are taking what they see as being popular and they're recreating it and just to make money to where they can push out black artists and just create this digital one that can make the money and do blah, 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 blah. So he's on TikTok, 10 million, 10 million followers. I guess I've, I've never seen and or heard of this person before this story came up. So I don't, I don't know what he does on his TikTok. I don't know why he has so many followers, but apparently he's very popular, but um, they shut it down. Columbia I was about to say Columbia house but Columbia not even Columbia Capitol have I been saying Columbia this whole time if I have my bad Capitol Records have um have dropped him because they were like oh we didn't know all this was going on apparently the guy whoever's voicing them they're using the n-word I heard that it was pretty much someone programmed made this avatar robot whatever and there's a they made a program in a computer that pretty much makes lyrics. And all it is, is that person who's voicing it reads the lyrics or however that goes or whatever. You know, this has the N word in it all up and through it, just like normal art, uh, rap and hip hop does, um, except ain't no black people behind it. So that, there's a problem. Right. So <sighs> activists have been up Capitol Records you know, but, and they, they got in there and, and they tore it up and wait, that didn't sound right. I'm sorry. (laughs) Pause. Um, they just ended it. They caused a bunch of, a bunch of noise. Capital said, we don't want any parts of that. So they ended it and he's no longer signed, but I just think it's crazy for one. It's crazy that a, a 
fictitious um, character that someone made or designed can be signed to a record deal and they're literally going to use that representation to make music. But on the other hand, it kind of goes to my earlier point when I was saying like all this music sounds the same. It kind of goes to my point. Like it all sounds like this cookie cutter kind of music. And I'm not saying that not everybody in this industry or in this genre is the same. I haven't heard all of it. I don't know. There's probably some people that are different. There's probably some music out there that's a little different that still falls in that rap hip hop genre. But a lot of it sounds like what this, this character had. And, um, I don't know, like if, if it's that easy to recreate, you know, I think it speaks to where's the individuality of these artists, (laughs) because it looks like it sounds like exactly what's already out there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that's never like, Oh my God, this is foreign. There's it's, it's happened in every single, um, decade of music. There's always some other, um, there's, there's times where there's like a lot of the same groups. We look at boy bands. There was a lot of people biting off of new edition, biting off of, of boys to men, creating their own groups. And it's the same, it's the, you're singing the same kind of songs. You're doing the same kind of dances, but you know what I'm saying? Like, or if you're biting off of, of Whitney or biting off of whatever, you know what I'm saying? a Janet Jackson and you're trying to recreate this same person, the the Britney's and the Christina's and people trying to recreate that and stuff. So it's always happened. It's just, this is just, it's just another level. We're in the future guys. Like this is the thing that's, that's happened. So it's kind of creepy. It's a little weird, but, uh, I mean, they dropped them. So, And it's not necessarily foreign because I remember reading something maybe a year or two ago. There's a K-pop artist, Korean pop um, artist that is artificially um, made and they signed her. I don't know if they signed her or she's just a pop artist. She's just a K-pop artist that sells out concerts and sells her music sells like crazy and she's not real. So I... It's not new, but it's it's new to America, and I just think I I don't know about that. The the already the holograms that we're seeing is already freaking me out. I know they have a Whitney hologram. I will never go watch that. Leave Whitney alone. I don't want to watch that. I did, however, I went to um, and this is a sidebar. When I went to Vegas a few years ago for my birthday, um, I went to the Michael Jackson. I think it's called Michael Jackson number one's show uh, there in Vegas. And there is a hologram of Michael, like several holograms of Mike. And it looks just like him. (laughs) Like it was so creepy. It was really weird. But the way they did the show, it was just it was so entertaining. It didn't bother me much. But, you know, they had that hologram of of um Tupac they were talking about having a hologram of Prince like I just think a lot of this is just very like something I don't want to be involved in uh I just hope it doesn't happen but now you have like digital 
digital artists that <laughs> are apparently getting million multi-million dollar record deals and things like that so I don't know it's a little weird but it is what it is he's been dropped so I guess we'll see what happens with this FM FN Mika what does that even mean you know what never mind that's it for my number two all right now let's get into my number one and my number one this week is so this past weekend, so the time of this recording is Thursday, August 25th. Last weekend on August 20th, uh, Austin, Texas had its Pride Week or Pride Weekend or whatever. And most most people know Pride happens in June. That's the, you know, the National Pride um, Month. And uh, most places celebrate it sometime in June, like Houston, for instance, my birthday is June 28th. Every whenever that is, either is on a weekend or whatever, whenever that's close to that's when they're having pride. So that week or that weekend is always pride week. And in Houston, I just know this because of my birthday falls on it. And I happen to have gotten caught up in a pride uh, parade and pride events. I didn't know. That was happening when I turned 21. I didn't know that's what was going on. I didn't know I was in a pride parade. I didn't know what pride was. Um, I was very, very naive, but I was having a good time. I'm like, oh, yeah, these people are having have rainbows and they're giving me stickers and there are some guys and some assless chaps. And yay, you know, we're having a good time. Didn't really I didn't know anything. I didn't know what that meant. But I found out, you know, what it eventually what it what it was. But um, my company this year actually um, was able to walk in the parade. So, you know, my company believes that everyone belongs and we're all inclusives and every and everything. So gay, straight, whatever, black, white, whatever uh, we want, they they try to convey the message that we all belong. So. This year, we got a spot in the the Pride Parade. And of course, I wanted to go to support because, you know, why not? Like, I, I believe in inclusion as well. So went to the parade, had a really good time. It was our first time in the parade. I This is only like my third parade I've ever seen because, like I said, uh, the first one was in Houston. I didn't even know I was in a parade or around the parade. I didn't know what it was. Uh, the second time is when I first moved to Austin and they had a parade near this restaurant that I was eating at downtown. Didn't realize that Austin had a parade separate from, you know, regular pride month. And then um, I used to frequent a club oil can Harry's where me and Jeremy and Miguel would go on uh, Saturday or Sunday nights to go see drag shows, which I love. That's my favorite thing to do. I haven't been since COVID. Um, well, I just recently went this past weekend. But anyway, I haven't been in a while. But um, one night we were there on a Saturday and they had a parade and we just were happy to, to watch it. But never really been involved in that. Um, I don't really go downtown that much unless I'm going to a drag show. And like I said, I haven't been in a couple of years because of COVID. But anyway, we were part of this this um, parade, it was fun. It was it was cool to see all the people and see all the groups that were involved. And 
it was just mad cool to see T-Mobile and Walmart and Google and Facebook and like all these different companies that are here in Austin, like everybody was dressed alike and they had on the pride colors and they had like all this stuff. Some people had really elaborate floats. We just had a banner and we were just walking because we, this is our first time. It wasn't anything that we had been involved in before. Um, And again, I was a part of a different district. I was a part of the Austin district. I actually worked for a different district, but because I live so close to Austin and Jeremy is part of the Austin district, he was like, you need to you don't want to come walk with us. I was like, yes. But the main point I wanted to get to really, really quickly is uh, we did the walk or we did the, yeah, we did the walk and everything, got to the end of the parade and every, you know, some of the people was like, let's take a big company photo so we can send it out or whatever. So we were getting ready to take a picture and we didn't notice that we were actually standing next to a bunch of protesters. And what I mean by protesters is, is the, the people with the Bibles that like to tell you that you're going to hell and stuff like that. And so this guy starts really like preaching at us. It's, it's, it was a, a white guy and he's just like, you know, pretty much you're going to hell. Uh, it's a sickness. You guys have diseases. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're the reason why the world is crumbling. Um, you're, you know, it, you, you guys are all pedophiles and you need to repent and give your life to Christ or you're going to burn in hell forever and just all this stuff. Right. And honestly, <laughs> we're a big di- di- um, diverse group. So it's probably, probably 50%, 50% are part of the LGBTQIA community and 50% of us were just, were there in support. But you're really just yelling, like he was yelling at me saying that is, is wrong and how they're pedophiles. And I'm just like looking at him like, what? Like, don't you have something else to do? I was just like, don't you have something else to do than like harass somebody on a Saturday night? Like you don't have anything else to do? He's like, I'm teaching the word and, you know, I'm just trying to save your soul. I'm like, really? By calling everybody pedophiles? Is that is that how you save souls? Like, I don't get it. And it was just making me think, like, I don't understand. I really don't understand how people like that, that use religion as a um, as to make people, I guess, fearful um, they used religion as a threat. And as long as I've been in religion, because my dad is a minister, his dad was very prominent in our church. My grandfather's brother is very prominent in the church. Um, I mean, every I grew up in a very small town, very religious um, I grew up Pentecostal. If anybody knows about that, that's a very strict religion. I grew up Church of God in Christ. If anybody knows about that, <laughs> you know how they get down. Um, but and and that that religion, that sector of the religion can be very judgmental, very um they, they, they use those scare tactics too, but my grandfather never did that. And so me growing up, I never knew 
that side. I would hear other pastors and stuff talk about you're going to hell just for if you wore lipstick that day or if your skirt was too short or something like that. They use a lot of those. My grandfather never did that. My grandfather was always like, come as you are. You are welcome here. I'm opening my arms to you if you need prayer, if you need help, if you need encouragement. He was very much that. And I'm not saying he was perfect. This is just what I saw. I'm not saying I don't know what he said when I wasn't around. I don't know what he said in other times. I, what I saw, he was not like that. And so I never had that in me. I never felt like I needed to use my religion to make people scared to come follow Christ or God or whoever it is that you believe in. And so I just never, I don't get that. I don't get like, if you're calling, if I'm here at this parade, if I happen to be a part of that community and you're calling me a pedophile, you're telling me I'm a mistake. You're telling me I'm damned to hell. You're telling me I'm not worth the life that I'm living. You're telling me all these mean things. And you're telling me your God or your Jesus says that your, your God, your Jesus, or whoever you believe in is telling you that's the message he wants to convey to me or he or she or whatever. Why do you think how, so is that supposed to make me want to now go with you? I'm like, Oh my God, I want to, I want to be a part of that. Like, I want to love that Jesus because <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't get how, I don't get why they think that works. I don't get that. Like if you came encouraging and with open arms and loving, maybe, but again, I guess the, I, the, the whole idea of you being able to quote unquote, pray the gay away is just something in itself. That is just, I, why just live your life? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is it that you're so concerned about somebody else? If you believe in religion, if you believe in God and Jesus or whatever, and you believe that one day there's going to be a judgment day, you have to know that you're going there to atone for what you've done. You're going to stand and talk about the things that you've done. You're not there to talk about your gay neighbor or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not your concern. Your, your concern is you. What have you done? You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand why people who are so rooted in religion and uses and use that to be so mean and and judgmental and combative, how they think that I don't get how they think that's right. It's the same thing with the abortion thing. It's like people are standing there yelling at people, telling them they're going to hell, telling them they're not making the right decision. And it just makes me think about a friend of mine who was was pregnant and unfortunately, the baby didn't make it, but they had to have this procedure to to get the baby out because at, she had, she was very far along in her pregnancy, but he just didn't make it. So they had to, you know, have a procedure. They couldn't do it at a regular hospital for whatever reason. They had to send her to pretty much an abortion clinic and she's already distraught. She's already like very depressed, very sad you know, feeling very down because she just lost her son who she was carrying almost, almost a term, not, not super close, but I think she had maybe a couple months left or something. Like I can't really remember, but she was distraught and she's already sad that she has to go have this procedure because she lost her son. 
and you're in her face with signs and telling her she's going to hell and telling her to make a different decision and don't do this and keep your baby and your baby deserves to be loved all, all while the baby is not alive inside her. You know what I'm saying? Like find something else to do with your time. Cause you never know what somebody is going through. Like that stuff right there really, really upsets me because I don't care what you believe. I don't care what your religion is. I don't feel like it's your duty to demand someone to believe the same thing that you believe in that sense to follow your religion because you do. There's other ways. If you want to, if you want to extend the invitation for someone to, to join, I don't know, your flock or whatever. Like I was always told that Christian's job was to go out and spread the good word of of God and Jesus. And because they see those good things that would draw them to, to him, to the being, you know, God, Jesus, whatever, whoever you believe in, um, through those good things. It doesn't say go be judgmental. It doesn't say go throw signs in their face. It doesn't, it doesn't say go tell them they're going to burn in hell because the thing is you're doing dirt as well. Like maybe you're not going to have an abortion. Maybe you're not gay and you, you feel that's a sin, but you're doing other things that aren't, you know what I'm saying? That aren't good as well. You know what I'm saying? But nobody's beating down your door. No one's standing in front of your face telling you you're going to hell. I just think the whole thing is just, uh, I don't like it. It upsets me. And I just want, like, if you're not hurting anybody, you should have the choice to do what you want with your body. And you should have the choice to do what you want with your life love who you want to love. And it shouldn't be anybody else's concern. Like that thing really, really gets to me. And I've never really like, I've never had someone in my face saying those things the way that he's, that guy was saying to me. And even though I'm not a part of that community, I'm still a supporter of that community. I still have friends and family that are part of that community. So that still means something to me. And I can only imagine, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and this guy was lightweight. Imagine some of these other ones that just like to kill or hurt or do more. You know what I'm saying? The people, because they don't understand it's, it's just, I, I know I went on the tangent. I just feel like people need to just mind your business. If you're not hurting kids, even though I feel like they feel like that's a thing, but I don't know where that came from. Cause there's more, you know what? I'm not even going to get into that. Just know that the pedophilia is not, <laughs> if you look it up, is it, it, there are far more, uh, quote unquote, like just heterosexual men that are pedophiles than it is like blaming it on the, on the gay community. If you really want to look, if you really want to look, there's, there's religious institutions that have issues with that is all I'm going to say. So go talk to them. And leave other people alone. So that's all I have. I didn't really mean to say, I didn't even have anything really to say. I just, that was an experience I had. And I just had that on my heart to say. So that's all I have for my number one. <sighs> all right, y'all. This is crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I, I get heated because I just don't think it's right. But let's go ahead and get into um, the vibe of the week. So. I have one this week. It is from Alex Isley, who I mentioned earlier. This is just a 
this is just a vibe to me. It's just a vibe. Of course, I've been I've been like really listening to Beyonce's Renaissance for weeks and weeks now. <laughs> but um, I always like to, if I can, go back because. Beyonce's is like really upbeat to me. So sometimes I need to take time to just go back and chill. And actually I have two. I have two. So this first one is a song by Alex Isley and it's called Good and Plenty. It's such a vibe. such a vibe like it just feels good like I know I've been saying that a lot but I it just feels good I her voice is amazing I really is is dope but that is um Alex Isley it's called good and plenty she also has a remix with uh her so that's Alex Isley Masego and Jack Dine and then there's a remix that they added um Lucky Day to which is pretty dope so this next artist is another is another vibe. I don't think I've ever featured her on my show before. But this is Snow Allegra. This is an old song, older song. And also Alex Isley. I think this came out in that that song came out in 2020, I think. Um, so these aren't new songs, but they these are just vibes. And this is what I've been jamming to outside of jamming to um <laughs> Beyonce but this song is called Woe by Snow Allegra and it's a vibe I'ma tell you this one time or I want you to be mine can I come see you now can I lay with you outside can I touch your lips with mine? Cause I need you now Don't wanna leave, I just wanna be here by your side You make me feel and believe that we in paradise Cause I don't feel the ground No, I don't feel the ground But I'm feeling right I tell you what it's all about Cause you're making me feel this way It's kinda like, whoa Such a vibe. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. So check out Snow. Check out Alex Isley. And y'all, I'm going to end the show. So without the vibes, that was a quick, a quick show, right? Right? <laughs> okay. So um, before I get out of here, oh, I just want to say, if you're listening to this on the Friday that it's going to come out, which is the 26th, um, I am very happy. I'm super excited. Um, both of my J Chats uh, feature guests, uh, Kita and Lolita, they're dropping music. I'm super excited. Uh, Lolita's song is out today. So I'm recording this on Thursday. So unfortunately, I don't have it to play because I would have featured it on my show. But um, the next episode, um, I'll listen to it and hopefully I'll be able to um, play it for you guys. But um, so she's releasing, uh, it's called Fashion. She's releasing that. She's a house ballroom artist. Um, Check her out. If you haven't listened to that episode, it was two episodes ago. It's the J Chat series. Uh, You can go to my website, jaysquick3pod.com. You'll see it there. Um, I released it on uh, August 5th. Um, It's also one of my featured episodes. So if you just go to my website, it should be at the very top by the time you listen to this. So check out her song. She's dropping today. And then my my cousin Kita. So she's my little baby cousin. (laughs) She was my very first J Chats guest. And uh, she told me the other day, cousin, the EP's done. She says, it's done. I can't wait for you to hear it. She says, it's going to be out this day or this day. So I know the dates, but I, I'm professional. I'm not going to tell y'all what it is. But um, she says, when it comes out, it's, listen, it's fire, right? So I can't wait to hear it. Whenever that drops, um, of course, prepare to be sick of me because I got to support my my family. Um, and it's in it. And it's good. Like, I'm not just supporting her because she's my cousin. Like, she makes good music. She's been grinding for a while. She's a great actress. She's a great singer. And she deserves it. And I can't wait to hear these songs. And I'm going to find my favorite one. And I'm going to I'm gonna push that bad boy. So um, I'm very, it's, it's exciting to have two of the people that's been on my show dropping music so close together. Um, I just think it's dope. So check out Lolita. Check out Keto when she drops. And of course, I'll be promoting Uh, those songs when they come out and guys that's it that is it um thank y'all for tuning in i truly appreciate it and podcast happy hour will be coming back pretty soon so look out for that other than that thanks for hanging with me i'll talk to y'all later peace out